Never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have? It's a ship that made the capital of less than 12 farms. back everybody to another episode of kessel run weekly we're so excited to have you i'm your host cheyenne and i'm joined by a very cool fellow host hello it's me brody uh we if 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 any of our new if any like of our original viewers didn't already one read the title and just (laughs) understand by the sound of my voice yeah (laughs) um we are talking some super cool stuff which like brody said if you couldn't tell from the title um Super cool Star Wars content. Today we are adventuring into Visions, the new anime short films that Lucasfilm has decided to produce, um, providing not only really awesome anime content, um, but more cultural um, content as well. I was trying to avoid using the word content so many times back. Um, For those that haven't watched anime, both Brody and I uh, are self-certified weebs, so He's got a little information for you about <laughs> anime in general um, and also Japanese culture. So take it away. So to anybody, to the untrained uh, uh, mind of anyone who doesn't really know what anime is, it is a specific genre of animation where um, it's produced almost exclusively in Japan. There are some styles that are, you know akin to anime something like avatar the last airbender has a lot of anime vibe to it because it's you know mostly anime inspired and so it's kind of like unofficial but really it's just um i have the wikipedia here and it says that uh anime is hand-drawn or computer animation originating from japan in japan and in japanese anime a term derived from the english word animation describes all animated works regardless of style or origin however outside of japan and in english anime is colloquial to japanese animation that refers specifically to animation produced in japan so like to us it's just anything that comes out of japan is anime Mm -hmm. but to them all animation is anime so it's just like okay (laughs) so i i it's uh there's a lot of anime there's a lot of anime out there and you know some of it's great some of it's phenomenal and some of it it maybe not so much but there are definitely some amazing stories out there that are told through anime some some good ones that we would like to recommend if you want to get a better understanding is um my hero academia mm-hmm. or academia i don't know how to pronounce that academia. that's never been made clear <laughs> is it academia like the nut <clears throat> macadamia <laughs> yes yeah all right um i said it both ways so people can't be mad at me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay sometimes i'll say my hero academy and i'm like that's not it <laughs> Then we've got Demon Slayer. I absolutely love Demon Slayer. Yes. And then uh, definitely, I don't know if it's your favorite, but it's 100% my favorite, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh it's my god, my I think we talked about it. It Jujutsu Kaisen is definitely my favorite, mm-hmm. with, hands down. And I know I haven't watched a ton, but from what I have seen, Jujutsu Kaisen has been like the thing that gives me life yeah. as of recently. I think you'll really like <laughs> season two when it comes out. I re- you're gonna like it a lot. Um, <clears throat> I read the manga for JJK, so like, pff, it's a lot <laughs> of content, a lot of 
backstory. <sighs> um, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> um, My favorite anime is Haikyuu. Uh, it's a sports anime about volleyball. Yes. And they're precious little angels. It's a comfort anime. I gotta so watch very that. Much, yeah, it's very much like relaxing and, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, they get a little intense over the volleyball. But I mean, like, less like Jujutsu Kaisen where it's kind of life or death. <laughs> um it's more just but it's it's more lose. like win or lose yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's precious and i love it um i will say shameless plug over on my anime podcast we did just record for beginners which is like that's the name of the episode for beginners um where me and shannon really just talk about like what we would recommend or like if you've seen given you'll probably like i think we said banana fish which is like intense if you like the sad side of given you're like gonna like banana fish sort of thing so we kind of broke all of that down um and talked about what that it's sounds like to... delicious by the way banana fish oh my god that it's... sounds delicious <laughs> <laughs> listen i the anime itself heartbreaking uh you should watch it oh my god um, uh, i don't know i don't want to sit down and get real sad i know i've just never been that kind of guy that's just like oh this is gonna make you hate yourself watch it <laughs> is really good the 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 everything the story is so good i don't know how to i don't know how to convey it uh better than that the story is really good but it is really it is also really sad um so it's mm. just it's, yeah you got to kind of be in the mood for it but i've only watched it once and i really thought that i would never watch it again and then the other day i told shannon i was like shannon i might watch banana fish again and she's like are you okay i said no <laughs> I'm do is it okay? are you okay do you need to talk to somebody <laughs> need to contact like the police um like, so just, i love them so much anyways to, to get back on track of what our episode is actually, actually about we we talked about what 50 percent of what the <laughs> what we're covering is about yeah. so we're talking about Star Wars Visions, which is a collaboration between the Star Wars IP and some of the best anime creators all all over Japan mm -hmm. um, to create these new, like, diverse perspectives of Star Wars. I'm reading right off of the premise of Wikipedia, so mm -hmm. if anyone wants to call me out on that, <laughs> uh, it says that it is created outside the constraints of the franchise's original canon, or traditional canon. Mm -hmm. So they provide creative freedom to each creator and, like, production studio while maintaining, like, fidelity to the themes and emotional identity of the Star Wars saga. Mm -hmm. So they literally just went to, like, anime creators and said, all right, have at it. Have fun. Let's see the beauty that you can make. Yeah. And um, the beauties that we'll be covering is episodes one, two, and three, titled, respectively, The Duel, which in uh, Japanese is Diru. So <laughs> a lot of these are just, like, a Japanese person saying the title, because <laughs> yeah. that's just how it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, like then we have Tatooine Rhapsody, which in, in Japan is Tatooine Rhapsody. And uh, the twins is Tsunzu. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I've actually been trying to uh, learn Japanese. Yeah. I've been trying to learn Japanese recently, which uh, I am both and I, we've both been uh, trying Japanese. But I don't uh, sound anything Emphasis like on trying. Well, I know that I'm not doing perfect. If anything, it probably sounds like I'm like, I feel like it is making fun. Like it makes it sound like I'm 
making like a bad impression. Like it sounds like decent, mm-hmm. but I, I hope it's not like hurting anybody's feelings out there. That's I not my intention. I wouldn't think so, but I also can't say that because I'm a white woman. So you know, we just gotta we'll exactly. We're we both we're both we'll white. Like, we'll be like okay, we're both we're white sorry. weebs. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm literally um, learning Japanese so that I can go to Japan and visit and potentially like go. Exactly, there, that's the exact I, reason why I want to. Also, yeah, so I I'm could like, turn up the subtitles and be like, I get it. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a flex. I feel that. Um, um I yeah, so I feel like it's just oh. proper to be respectful of it, but also appreciate it in that way. Which might I say, learning Japanese it's very difficult to begin with Mm -hmm. because you have to learn like three different alphabets, which is, uh, hiragana, katakana, and, um, kanji. Mm -hmm. And what hiragana is, is just purely like, like the way hiragana and katakana are structured is they're just syllables Mm -hmm. based on the vowels, a, e, i, o, and u. Um, and then most like consonants put before it mm-hmm. so it's like there's like ga ge gi go gu like you know there's different like words and those is what or those are what the symbols are mm-hmm. and like sometimes uh if a word is extended there's like a line after it and it gets really confusing so hiragana is traditional japanese words mm-hmm. So a lot of things that are purely j- Japanese, like, for example, uh, sushi, not to be uh, stereotypical, but sushi spelled in its most basic form in hiragana mm-hmm. can only be in hiragana, mm-hmm. while uh, katakana, I- or katakana is, um, that's all foreign words, all foreign dialects. So something like cheeseburger, America, Mexico, all these different words are played out in uh katakana which is like you know four words and then kanji that's when you like combine the symbols together and they make whole new words so it's like instead of saying i don't know like sushi being you know the hiragana for su and shi it's you know one whole like symbol. Uh, symbol yeah and it's like, how am I going to remember that? That's going to be the hardest part for me because there's going to be so many little intricate designs. Yeah. But I'm sure after I, you know, like start really hitting the books, mm-hmm. it'll become so much easier. It'll it'll be a second language to me. Yeah, thank God. It'll be cool. If I definitely want to get, I definitely want to get books. I don't have books yet. But I will say like Onegaishimas is like, Negai has a kanji symbol. But because I know onegaishimas, I can pick out that symbol now. I can't draw it. Really? Yeah, but I can't. <sighs> I can do the hiragana version of it easier, but I can now recognize what negai looks like. In- I guess that's just all what it's about because, like, a lot of it is just remembering the symbols mm-hmm. and what they mean. Being able to recognize because, you know, it's. I knew what that meant. Yeah, because I feel like the symbol is not something as much as you read, mm-hmm. but something that you just understand. Right. Because you just see yeah. the way it's structured. I-, I wonder if there is really like the method of madness to how they are structured. I'm sure there is mm-hmm. of like, oh, top right, top left, 
bottom right, bottom left. Like, I wonder if there is, like, a way those are connected and how we can make our own. Absolutely insane, the, the Japanese language. Too. Yeah, I have the keyboard, too, and the keyboard is interesting because you got to click a button multiple times to get to different versions of pronunciation. Oh, really? Yeah. I would, that's def- that's absolutely that insane. Because my, my friend... I, I should. Speak it. Oh, God, sorry. <laughs> my whole desk. Um, My friend Shannon can speak it pretty well, I would say. she could She could at least function in Japan for the most part. Um, at this point i would love to talk to shannon i've yeah. listened to your podcast and i'm just like shannon seems really cool i'd love to be like i'd love to just chat with her one day yeah, about japan incredible. stuff yeah of course um speaking of shout japan out to stuff, shannon shout out to shannon we love that and the kamino anime um <laughs> the kamino anime podcast oh yeah Brody yes did my i did the intro I, I i did i did the disclaimer intro i, I actually <laughs> forgot about that for a second it's just in my intro so all i do is i click the intro and i don't listen to it anymore yeah, copy and paste yeah. copy and paste literally constantly um okay speaking of japan stuff uh first episode is like he said called the duel uh right now so i'm just looking at the imdb ratings i don't know what other ratings are right now the first episode is one of the highest rated. It's literally only 0.1 points behind uh, The Ninth Jedi, which we won't be doing today. But it's got an 8.5 stars. And the description mm. says, A wandering stranger with a mysterious past defends a village from powerful bandits. Um, and this episode is produced by Kamikaze Doga. Doga? Um, Doga. I, I wrote down, actually in my notes stuff about those companies okay. like just cool. stuff that they've made yeah yeah please go go for it so uh kamikaze doga mm-hmm. has made um ninja batman which was an anime for batman which it was it was actually really good and you could see because it's the same 3d art style mm-hmm. um then we have i don't know how to pronounce this in japanese but um the, the the English like name for it is Pop Team Epic. Mm-hmm. They're like uh it's like comedy sketches with like anime stuff. Okay. But the Japanese is Popote Pipiku. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then um JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, right? That. Isn't that isn't that crazy? That that shocked me because I looked them up yeah. and I was like, oh, they did like the most recent thing for JoJo. Yeah. That's really really cool. I guess that's fair enough because the the art style of this one too, like it being more black and white and more like manga style, it I could see mm-hmm. how that could translate into JoJo style for sure. Because I don't really love JoJo. Yes, style. JoJo's very manga y. Yeah, but I like this one. I liked this one a lot. Um, I know that what Danny said this was his favorite episode. Um, yes, okay. this is most people's favorite episode. I can see why. I can see why. Right now, it is also mine. Um, I also know that like <laughs> there is a book on it that they released, and it just is called Ronin. Oh, and I want to go. Yes, it. yes, they like, did. Let me not get it right now. Let me wait <laughs> um, and see if I like it or not. Um, but it looks amazing. Uh, yeah, there's a little thing that gets into a bit more, um, things about, like, the cast, both English and Japanese, and also their names, which I really didn't know. I knew Ronin, but I didn't know the name of the Sith Lord that he fights, Mm -hmm. uh, Koru. Okay. 
who uh, is voiced so in Japanese by uh, Ekino Watanabe mm-hmm. and voiced by Lucy Liu yeah! in English. I how freaking crazy is that? So much. I also like. I wanted to go back and watch the part in dub um, that is become has become a TikTok trend, um, at least in the nerd side of TikTok, um, where Lucy Liu says it's been a long time since I've killed a Jedi, um, and then you like pull your freaking lightsaber out of its hilt, and with that sound, so groovy, freaking awesome. It's such a cool trend, um, and I realized in that moment that like there are moments like that where uh sub and dub because we both watched it in sub um yes just because like i want whenever i get anime content that's how i want to see it at first um i will almost always watch it in dub afterwards if it has that option um if and if it's good because some of them are not but (laughs) for me that part like i want to go back and watch that whole episode in dub because it just seems like it'll be perfect because brian t also voiced ronin in the dub yes in in japanese he was voiced by uh masaki terasuma Mm -hmm. um i wonder what he's done yeah i have him pulled up the child chief's voiced by yuko sanpei um, which has been in Eureka 7, Boruto, School Babysitters, uh, The Night in the Area. What's another one? Gintama. Tamagotchi. <laughs> which is funny. Uh, Full Metal oh, okay. I think Brotherhood. Uh, Bungo Stray Dogs and Yu-Gi-Oh! And literally so many more, but those are like probably the most recognizable. Um, the Solustin like, tea guy. Um has been mm-hmm. in One Piece, Duke of Death and His Maid, Boruto, Akudama Drive, uh, Kengen Ashura, Fire Force, Pokemon Masters, all sorts of stuff. Um, a lot of these. Yeah, Oklahoma. he's a lot. He's a lot of characters, yeah, which is like is... that's that's really freaking cool. Oh, Literally. that's interesting. He was he was the Japanese dub actor for Dr. Uh, Victor Von Doom, Dr. Doom from the Fantastic Four movies. Oh my god, that's awesome. That too, like, I look yeah. up, like, what anime they've been in, but there are other, th- like, you know, like, when they translate movies, obviously they're also going to use those voice actors. And I oh, he think he did the up. Japanese dub for Ra- uh, Ra's al Ghul in Batman Begins. I'm looking oh, at, like, all, god. I'm just looking at this guy, all the things that he's done. Yeah. Uh, He was at, he did the Japanese voice of Abin Sir, who was played by Tamara Morrison in Green Lantern. Yeah. Isn't that neat? So another connection. He was in Hollow Man. He took Josh Brolin's place. Wow. How how crazy is that? We're just like looking at all these different things that he's done. Um, Wow. So the lead trooper too. He his voice just it hit me and I was like I know this voice. I haven't even watched some of these, but I knew the voice just from things that I've seen, content that I've seen. He's been in I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Max Out My Level. He's in Beastars. He's in One Piece. He's in Sword Art Online, which I've heard is very good. Um, he's an Octopath Traveler and Naruto Shippuden. That is what's his name. Wow. Kanemasa. Um, Also, a couple things that I'm seeing here in other animation that he's uh, referred to. Mm-hmm. He did the voice... For George Lucas in Lego Star Wars The Padawan Menace. Oh my god. And he did the voice of Bail Organa in Clone Wars and in Rebels. That's insane. And he 
and he was Mr. Fox in Fantastic Mr. Fox, the Japanese dub. How insane. Like, you get to see so many people. Oh, wait. Oh, he was also the voice for uh, Bail Organa in episode two and three. Wow. This is insane. Wow. We love this man. I'd love to meet this man and say, hey, you did a lot of great dubbing and a lot of great roles on your own. This is freaking epic. Yeah. Um, Akino Watanabe. I always mess up her name. Um, Watanabe. That one. She is one of my favorites. She voices Midnight in My Hero um, and Young Deku. <laughs> and uh, also is in Attack on Titan and Gintama the Final. Um, I haven't watched Gintama, to be fair, but I have heard that it's amazing. Um, and then she also voices young Deku in one of the movies in My Hero Academia Heroes Rising. Oh, really? I'm looking I'm looking through uh, her stuff now. Mm-hmm. Looks really cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, she's the voice of Tayuya in Naruto. Okay. I haven't watched oh, wait. Oh, she's the voice of Midna from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, wow uh what else do we have here sorry i love looking at these different voice actors we're gonna be here all day oh she did the voice oh wow okay so um in spider-man into the spider-verse she did the japanese dub for dr octopus uh olivia octavius the 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 girl version yeah uh, she was the voice of Stevani from Steven Universe. Wow. How cool is that? What else? Mm-hmm. Um, which Cinderella is this? Oh, oh, the Amazon Cinderella. <laughs> the, Amazon. The, the, the weird one. Yeah, I think Amazon it's like an Amazon yeah? original. Oh. Yeah. Um, the 2021 version of Cinderella. She was the voice of Cinderella. Okay. And and the Japanese dub, yeah, I seen it. filling in for Camila Cabello. Okay, okay. Camila yeah. Cabello. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, that's that's really great. Yeah. She, I guess she's a bit more. Well, no, she's been doing Japanese like stuff for a while, but mm-hmm. dubs she's only done semi recently. It looks like. Nice. Yeah, very very cool. Shout out to you. Ekino Watanabe, you're pretty, you're pretty epic. Yeah, and last but not least, Masaki, uh, the voice of Ronin. He, his like generic anime stuff. <laughs> he's been in. I, 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 I already, I already, we already did it. <laughs> oh wait, oh, do you have more? Yeah, he did a uh, Demon Slayer video game voice, uh, Saburo, and he's in eighty six. Oh yeah. Uh, he's, God, I'm gonna mess this name up. I think it's Karibo, um, in One Piece. And then one Karibo of the ones, or Karibo? I think it's Karibo. Um, one of the ones that I want to watch that I haven't watched yet is um, Jose the Tiger and the Fish. Um, it's a romance anime, and you know I'm a sucker for one of those. So he's also in that. Um, but that's just his, like I said, generic anime stuff. And there's literally so much more. Those are just the ones that I recognize. I'm very bad about. Yeah, exactly. The like the ones that we're listing, there is like, no, there are so many like there are so many characters here so it's just like oh my god i like there's so many different roles that these people play but we just we're we're not familiar with each one of them but it's insane the amount of voice work these guys do so give them the respect or the respect is due yes 
Um, so in so. this one, we did talk about the like little summary um, of what Ronan is even doing in the village. He just kind of protects them temporarily. It seems like... just a wanderer. Yeah, yeah. He calls himself a wanderer. It seems like he literally like knows he knows that place, but he's only known by his his tea shop friend. It seems um, that he's never really had to make a spectacle of himself until now, uh, which is interesting to think about because he's probably been through there before at least once um, to be able to know the Celestin that helps him. And then we get really, really cool characters in this one. So that's probably my favorite part. Um, specifically, the way that they have not only like lasers, but they also have swords, regular swords. Yeah. And I wrote like down a little swords. thing about the uh, designs of the guards yeah. that protect the village. Because mm -hmm. they have probably the coolest designs in this entire thing. Yeah. I, I've written down each one of them. Okay. There is the minigun droid. Mm -hmm. The uh, the droid with the Gatling gun and yeah. going ham like that. Gosh. He was cool. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name, but he was the vo he used the same model as um, NIL-8. Mm -hmm. That kind of droid, that like Imperial style. Mm -hmm. Then we have the Katana Trandoshan. Mm -hmm. He was groovy because he was, awesome. was kind of like the leader of the guard group. Yeah, I liked him a lot. Or either him or the Gran, which is the three-eyed guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was like, I think the only one that lived out of all of that. But he was he was just like beefy and he had a gun. That was really like the only detail. Uh, my favorite out of these was the probe droid Doug, Me too. which was, you know, Sebulba's species driving the probe droid that yeah. I assume he like reprogrammed to be decked out with weapons, mm -hmm. which is like, that's so groovy. Yeah, he was awesome. He's also my fave. And then last but not least, the Tusken Raider who puts up a pretty good fight before yeah. getting blasted. Yeah. It was so cool. That I was like, Oh, a Tusken Raider. Like that would, that was unexpected. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because like you said earlier about the, um, they didn't have to follow canon, but they, they also like did to a certain extent. I, w I would wonder what they would create as far as telling, like talking about how all of these different species ended up here. Um, and not just like, because it's not uncommon in Star Wars for that to happen, but these specific species tend to be very like a collective group like tuscan raiders tend to love to be together in their collective group and so do trandoshans and like trandoshans they're hunters yeah so, so like, it's just like what where where does this trandoshan get the nobility to guard yeah. it's like a puny little village yeah, it's like, fascinating yeah. made me think about it because i didn't know about the canon thing i thought that they were all just like you had to follow canon but these are just stories no nope, nope they're not they so. don't follow traditional canon there is a book but that's based on its own Star Wars story. It's not affiliated with canon. So it's like how like Lego canon? likes making these things. No, they are not considered canon. That's poopy. Danny and I talked about this for a second, and uh, he said that only Ronan was, but from the looks of it, it's still... Yeah, it says, um, set in an alternate history 20 years after a war between the feudal Jedi Empire and a renegade Jedi sect called the Sith. So, and the the woman, uh, Koru, mm -hmm. is um, the leader of the bandits and a self-declared dark lord of the Sith with a heavily modified lightsaber. Yeah, her lightsaber now, 
Yeah, uh, that was going to be my next question. What did you think about the parasol saber? It's freaking incredible. I, That's um, so cool. I literally just I wrote down female Sith weapon because I was like, I want to talk about it. Um, I wrote down Sith woman slash parasol saber yeah. on my notes. So love it. I'm glad that we both had like around the same thing. Yeah, I so whenever she first kind of popped out, um, my first thought was Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul because of her mask, but... That's besides the point. Um, Mm. Her parasol lightsaber, it like, it was somehow reminiscent of the double-sided saber, um, but in just such a cool way. Just like times 10. Right, yeah. Just in such a way of like, how did you think of this? (laughs) And how has it benefited you since then? Because obviously like we've seen, um, what are they called? The thing uh the like the inquisitors yes. lightsabers yes the inquisitors lightsabers <laughs> can, like carry them through and the how sky. they spin yeah and i was like oh maybe let them just, float like, down fly but it was just so much cooler than that and the when it like closed and she stabbed somebody with it i don't remember who she stabbed and that like she stabbed so i think it was the trandoshan she stabbed the trandoshan and let it expand oh which like God. that was crazy Literally that's awesome. what i was hoping to see yeah like that was like I hope that happens. They probably wouldn't, but I hope so. But they did. They did it. They did it anyway. Um, something to note about this mm-hmm. is um, Ronin's saber as well. Mm-hmm. It is in um, what's the word for it? The sword goes into the. I I know a word for it is sheath, mm-hmm. but it. What what? There's a specific word. Hold on, wait. Oh. Uh, in japanese culture, oh uh know. scabbard mm-hmm. scabbard so right i just want to make sure what's a scabbard yeah a sheath for a blade of a sword or dagger typically made of leather or metal so yes so he has a scabbard for his lightsaber mm-hmm. so do you believe that his lightsaber is just constantly ignited just inside of the scabbard at all times I hope so. or do you think he turned it on for dramatic effect i hope it's i hope it's on all the time i because well, it's like that that's got to be made out of beskar if it's like you know staying in there yeah i yeah you know what i was trying to think about it and i was like oh maybe like based on the time setting like he just can't turn his off um but no they can so i'm gonna bet that he but there, it there's also because it's like lightsaber physics have only been getting like more and more strange like with ahsoka Mm -hmm. how she puts her lightsabers together pulls them apart so it's one beam and then she breaks them apart and then gets into battle ready stance in like rebels and in um the mandalorian Mm -hmm. she she did that in both of them so i'm wondering like where like can you control the speed at which the blades ignite because like even in Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader's lightsaber takes so like slow. a whole second to ignite, just like yeah. while sometimes it's just like like out, right, ready. But yeah. it, I, I wonder if you could something to do with their connection to the force. Probably. And you could even change the length of a lightsaber, which was shown in Rebels when Ezra was training with Kanans. He was like, here, so let me make it shorter. <laughs> and it, it made the blade shorter. So it's just like, wow. Yeah. That's probably why it's like when you it's like a Harry Potter wand. It's like once you have that lightsaber, it's like you have it for life. You just don't upgrade to the next model. Yeah. You just extend the blade. <laughs> you don't update to the next iPhone. Yeah. I just did that recently, so that's 
It's pain. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's awesome, but it's pain. My condolences. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Exactly. To my wallet. Um, uh. <laughs> my, one of my other favorite parts about this, and if I'm jumping ahead, feel free to jump back. But um, one of my favorite parts about this is in their battle, we love a reimagined Duel of the Fates because that was awesome. Yes, it even played some music. I wrote that down, Duel of the Fates reference. Yeah, I was I was just like paying attention to what was going on. And then I was like, this sounds so familiar. And it was but, perfect for them. But it was, it was more like, yo. They start fighting on a log. Yeah. And then the log, She the way that she split, she put the log in between to split the waterfall, she thought she had his. It's like, oh, yeah. And it was just not. Do you swear? No, I swear it in the last podcast, so I'm not going to act like I'm Mr. High Ground. No, you're fine. I'm going to bleep it, but. Just so everybody knows I've, that that's what I did. Have you ever bleeped anything in this podcast? Normally I delete it, but if I can yeah, so it's it. just like it's like oh, I just whooped there anyway. So yeah. we're going on to <laughs> yeah. yes, talk talking about episode two. No. Yeah, yep. I normally will just cut the whole chunk out, or I'll just cut like that person's phrase out, depending on who did it. I think mm. in the last one when you did it, I just cut your phrase out. I think that's all I did. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. My, mine, mine was in the the one that I did swear. I it it was still cut. Yeah. I said I said the s word. Yeah. I was referring to s word and giggles. Which, by the way, who made that? I don't even who know. made like who made that sentence? Because that's just like s word and. Giggles, yeah. giggles. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> when you say it, when you think about it. it, we've accepted it. It's just part of our culture. But if someone's never heard that before, they're just like, "What are you saying? Yeah. What are you? What? Why? Why? What do you mean by that? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, my other favorite thing that happened is well, let me not jump to that first. Uh, the whenever I said she thought that she had him, so his uh like redirection so smart first of all but literally the i think the one thing about this specific episode is that there's just no there's no time for anything she literally kills her she falls over and he's like okay <laughs> and then goes back up to the like, village we win bye and literally i'm like he like respects the statue her? and then he goes back up which i think it's so funny where it's like did you ever see the thing from, uh, did you ever watch Adventure Time? No. I do know there was some of the characters for the most part. There was a scene where these char- the characters were going up a hill and there was like, I think it was like a, um, a manticore or mm-hmm. something like that on top of a mountain. And he threw a boomerang and it was just like, um, it went like, and she's like, oh, we dodged it. But then, uh, like, instead of coming back, he hit him with a second one and he went, two boomerangs. And, like, that just made me think of when Ronan gave the lightsaber to the statue. She cut it in half. And then he came in with his second lightsaber. It just made me think of, like, two lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because too, you because see, he does have like the tinier style. one. Yeah, it would have if it had been in another style. He would have probably said that. <laughs> if it had been in the style of the like episode two or episode three, he probably would have said something like that. It would have been great. I'm looking up what the smaller samurai sword is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know any of that. 
While you look that up, I do want to mention how I always love a droid that saves the day, and his droid is no exception. I don't remember its its name and number, but uh, his droid was awesome, and Oops. I loved his like ja- <laughs> I loved his like Japanese style head. I guess I guess it was his whole head, wasn't he- it? Yeah, he had like a rice farming hat on top. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't tell if it was just like a little droid hat or if it was his whole head, but it was cute and I loved him. Um, he saved the day. So, so both swords is called a daishu, okay. which is the traditional pairing of two Japanese swords, which were the symbol of the samurai. Mm-hmm. Um, and showing the different sword cases, which are known as uh, koshire and so those are like the sheaths that's their word for sheath and then the difference in size with the katana which is the tall the the long one mm-hmm. and then the wakizashi which is the smaller one okay. so he had a little uh wakizashi um lightsaber I which that. i think is groovy yeah that sounds awesome um <clears throat> super I like, awesome i like the looking up of the official terms that's nice um, yes that's because it makes you sound a thousand times smarter because it's like well also it's like one you learn something yes. two the viewers know something and three uh <laughs> I, I can't think of a third reason i think it's just we all learned something today yeah we've all learned something today it's also like nice and respectful to like actually learn proper terms of the culture especially when yeah exactly you like, know that that's the, th- that's the third point this. but yeah um, we're not going it, it is tall sword that is short sword going on like no we look up the actual words and we want to like yeah it's as it's like we we want to pay the respect or the respect it's due exactly yeah and animation because animation studios it's all about respect yeah animation studios in general but specifically anime studios are always working their butts off like i the the way that people talk about bones and mappa um and how hard they work which those are probably the two major studios that i've watched um and they like they have just a whole list of seasons that they could be doing or are doing or haven't been able to release for like a number of reasons or whatever um but they're always constantly working so hard and i just can't even imagine so sorry talking about stuff like that it's okay (laughs) talking about um (laughs) there that's so funny I'm leaving this in. I'm sorry. Hold on. Keep, keep, keep. I'm still going. You're talking I'm about studios. You're talking about Bones and Mappa, whatever that is. I'm just going to stretch so I won't be able to hear Good you. Good Lord. He knows who Bones and Mappa are. Um, but <laughs> respecting the studios and the hard work that they put into it is just as key um, as learning about the proper appreciation of the culture. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Brody right now. I'm just going <laughs> to let him stretch it out, I guess. <laughs> Uh, all right we're... i know you were roasting me the entire time don't even try to hide it, it. only just once just once were you were you commenting on my basketball shorts that i'm wearing because they're super comfy no i said i'm just gonna let him stretch it out and then you can oh okay well, that's not really a roast that's no. just you just let it happen yeah, I was just laughing really hard. um the only thing that i have left for this episode episode one i mean um is he's not a jedi but what do you think he is a great jedi no that's what everybody says um i think really he's like if I were to like assume anything, he was formerly in the group of Sith that called, like the renegade Jedi sect called the Sith. Okay. 
So, like, I think he was part of that. But after the war, he was just like, man, I goofed up. I got to do better. And that's why he has so many red crystals. Or he might have even been a Jedi and, you know, just kind of let that go and just wanted to pluck off the rest of the Sith using a Sith weapon. Just maybe being a vigilante. Or he could just be a dude with a blade. You know, there's literally no... I wonder, does it say, does it say anything about Ronan? Oh, wait. Oh. Does it tell us? Well, when I clicked on Ronan, uh, Ronin is Japanese for drifter or wanderer. So, so that makes sense. That's probably why uh, Hawkeye was named Ronan when he did like his little samurai gig in Endgame. Oh, we love, we love Marvel fun facts. I didn't know that. Yeah, he he calls himself Ronan. Remember in Endgame when he had like the cool black and gold suit, and he yeah. took out all those guys, and he he even spoke Japanese. Yeah. So it was like ah, Ronan. <laughs> yeah, just like that specifically. <laughs> exactly. That's what that's what Black Widow said. She went ooh, Ronan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I'm gonna pause this for two seconds. Okay, so moving forward to episode two of Star Wars Visions, it is entitled Tattooing Rhapsody, and it was produced by Japanese animation studio Studio Colorido, because I assume. Colorido, because I in like Japanese is like yeah. usually just like I, 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 I. I feel like if I say um, Colorido, it sounds Spanish, even though it's not. So, <laughs> yeah, Colorido. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they've made a couple things that most stuff I don't recognize, but I could see the style matching. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I know they do is Poketunes, mm-hmm. which is a little Pokemon short story thing that they do on YouTube that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're so cute. They're only in Japanese on the Japanese YouTube channel, but they're they're really freaking great. Yeah. Then they also done a show called Penguin Highway. And a series called Fastening Days. That's cute. I will say, studio. this right? studio was founded in 2011 versus um, Kamikaze was founded in, like, 2003. So that's also probably, like, the difference. Yeah. Um, they just haven't had as much time. Uh, Tatooine Rhapsody is rated a 5.3 stars on IMDb. Uh, so not as high as the others, um, which is fair, I would say, at least in my opinion. And the plot summary is a band with big dreams must save one of their own from Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett. That's a pretty good summary, I would say. That's pretty that's pretty pretty that's much it. it. <laughs> that's and uh they 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 they're in a rock band. Mm-hmm. Um what was it called? Star Waver. Star Waver. Very the ba- fun. The band is called Star Waver and it's compo- composed of several members. Mm-hmm. We have Jay who is a Jedi Padawan who escaped from the war but stumbled upon a hut named uh G, mm-hmm. which is actually short for Geezer mm-hmm. or Jeezer. Yeah, I don't know. Um who's voiced by Bobby Moynihan in the English version. <laughs> That's funny. I love him. And um I love Bobby Moynihan. Mm-hmm. And then um Jay is also voiced by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which that's, like, who would expect that? I love him. Uh. Um, and then we have Lan, 
who is this three-headed multi-armed drummer who is one of my favorite designs he's super cool like kind of hot not gonna lie but (laughs) then curdy who is this cute uh female program droid she's super cute i love her design and especially since she's yellow my favorite color and then V5, who's like this little uh, toaster on wheels that has a camera. And it's like, oh, little man. <laughs> and uh, they're all being pursued by the, the man, the myth, the legend, Boba Fett. I know, literally. Sent by Jabba the Hutt. Boba? <laughs> I didn't expect to see that. Yeah. Voiced by Tamara Morrison, of course, in the English version, but played by uh, Akio Kaneda. Kaneda? Kaneda? I believe mm-hmm. um, Akio Canada, mm-hmm. who uh, voiced Boba Fett. I have a question for you before we mm-hmm. move on to the voice actors. Uh, have, mm-hmm. have we mm-hmm. ever seen? I know that I was taken aback by a hut with a nose ring, but have we ever seen a hut with hair? Uh, I'm not so sure. I don't think I. Have. I don't wait. Hut with hair. I... Just a quick Google search. It's fine. Okay, hold on. Oh, okay. So, who is he related to? Who? Um, okay. So, Zorba Desilijic Tur was a hot crime lord and leader of the Desilijic Kajik, mm-hmm. or Kajidic, one of the few huts to possess hair as a result of a genetic throwback. Zorba was the brother of Jilak, Ebor, Zero, and Pazda, father of Jabba, and grandfather of Rauta, Gorga, and Groba. So many jobs. Uh, Zorba was an inept leader of the the Desilijic, and he had few supporters in his clan due to his outlandish schemes of financial mismanagement. (laughs) But um, he's got like, it looks like he's kind of got like dreads. Like hut dreads, like gray. He's got like a gray beard and a gray hair. So it says that a genetic throwback. What does that mean? Like, was he born that way? Like, is it is it like a birth defect to grow hair as a hut, or is it just something that, or do you just graft on hair, like get follicle surgery? I feel like the second one that you said probably it's a, probably a genetic uh, a hut genetic defect um, to grow hair, which is just why I thought of that. I was like, I don't think we've ever seen a hut with hair, but I wanted to ask you because I knew that you would know, and you did, even with Google. <laughs> yeah, we don't really have huts with hair. Um, I looked I looked them up in uh, Canon, just Canon, whatever, and it just says Jabba Jabba's father. Jabba's father was first mentioned, albeit unnamed, in the current Star Wars canon in Star Wars Super Graphic, a visual guide to a galaxy far, far away, a reference book written by Tim Lung and produced by Chronicle Books in 2017. So that's really all that we have about him. Believe it or not. This is an ad. No. (laughs) Believe it or not, even when Brody does his cool voices, it's not an ad. I I do have, like, ad voices, like... This episode of Castle Weekly has been sponsored by NordVPN. My own personal Internet wallet. security is very important. <laughs> sponsored yeah. by Ridge Wallets. <laughs> yeah. So if Castle Weekly does get any brand deals, I'd love to voice them. Yeah, we'll have 
specifically this episode Brody, of Castle Run Weekly Brody is Brody sponsored by Slim Jims. Oh my god. Oh, excuse oh my me. god. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be so funny. Um, okay. Sorry. Slim Jims decided to do it. The voice actors. I just really was like, I gotta ask. I gotta know. Um, okay. Watching it, I was like, what? <laughs> I was so taken aback. So, starting with Jay, uh, main character, Energy, his Japanese voice actor. I might mess this up. Hiroyuki Yoshino. Um, I think, uh, yeah, that that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Yoshino, much easier to say than his first name. Um, he was also known for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Bakudo, and Inuyasha, which are three of some of the most popular anime, I would say. Um, also, voice present Mike in My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission, which is amazing. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen that, go watch it. Um, and then there's a lot of other ones that I literally don't know anything about so anyways you guys can look that up if you want what else you got about i'm looking at uh some of his stuff right now mm-hmm. yeah he was uh present mike and regular my hero is he okay yeah they're that. both the same i love that uh let's see film michael he's the best well not yes that. we That's love Mabel, but we do love him oh he was in Cayman rider too okay. That's cool. He was a pitcher plant monster <laughs> in the <laughs> movie so Cayman Rider x Cayman Rider Giamman Wizard, the faithful Sengoku movie battle, which honestly, I love Cayman Rider. I love any of the, um, what's it called? Tonkatsu? No, that's, that's like pork. What? No. What is the word for like giant monsters fighting each other like the suit monsters like power rangers godzilla what are those Meth- called like there's a word for it yeah yeah i don't know it i do know it but i i can't Ka- kaiju no that like kaiju are monsters hold on let me look up <laughs> you said godzilla. uh well yeah um, but sometimes like when he fights with jet jaguar i don't know who that is <laughs> Dude, um, you gotta look up Jet Jaguar right now. Right before, now, just give it a quick Google. Before I do a quick Google, I gotta say this: I feel the most ashamed as a Haikyuu fan. But uh, Yoshino also voices Hajime Iwaizumi. He's incredible, um, and he also is in Bungo Stray Dogs, which is also another popular anime. Yeah, to- Jaguar right Tokusatsu. What? Tokusatsu. Then what's pork? Wait, what's pork in Japanese? Jet Jaguar? He looks horrible. (laughs) I'm probably going to get so much hate for that. Okay. So I got him confused. So tonkusatsu Mm -hmm. is pork cutlets. Uh And tokusatsu is um, a style of film. Uh, It's the Japanese word that literally means special effects. It is primarily used to refer to live-action Japanese film television dramas that make use of special effects. So anything like Power Rangers, Godzilla, or um, I think it mostly means like practical effects too. Uh, One of my favorite ones is Go Green Man. It's where uh, there's this green superhero that it it was produced by Toho, the -hmm. company who produces Godzilla. Mm -hmm. And it's literally this guy that's, almost like all green and he fights giant monsters that are made by satan to steal the blood of children so he could be resurrected and uh, rule the world once again but uh 
Green Man, the protector of children, always comes in, saves the day, and kills the monster with the same move every single time. Oh my god! Every single time he uses the same move. The because he uses he his chest opens up and like a missile comes out. Oh my and, god! And um, well, it's like his chest armor, his right, chest armor, still... like his bicep armor, just opens up and a missile comes out. And uh, I think it's a like green blast, it's called or something. But um. He, oh my god, oh my god, that's a. L- there have been fifty-two episodes. He fought against fifty-two unique monsters. That's, that's insane. Ridiculous. But there was an episode where he fought a spider mm-hmm. named Spider, and um, it. He like right off the gate, he was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. He opened up his chest and got ready to do the attack, but it webbed it, and it was just like he can't do the attack. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my god, wait. How is he going to get out of this one? But then after a bit more fighting, he just ripped the web off and did it anyway. So I was oh just like, God. oh, you didn't mix it up at all, no. did you? <laughs> is that the fine. only thing which he has actually fought against uh, Godzilla monsters before, such as Sanda from War of the Gargantuas and Manila, the son of Godzilla. You are throwing names at me that I've never heard of in my whole life. And it reminds me every day that as much of a nerd as I think that I am, there are so many things that I have yet to experience. I gotta... No, I... (laughs) If you ever wanted to, if you ever wanted to, if you have HBO, Mm -hmm. we could watch the original Godzilla movies, which are a delight to watch. (laughs) They're so much fun. No, I love them. I love watching the original Godzillas because they're just so wacky. They're so wacky and great, and it makes me very, very happy. <laughs> so if you ever wanted to share in that indulgence. Yeah, I'll have to give that but a shot eventually. Back back to Star Wars. <laughs> As Brody would say, I love how we're talking about Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> the next voice actor um, is Curti's voice actor, Masayo Fujita. Uh, she has only been in a few things. Um, she's obviously, uh, Curti, but she's also in God Eater, <clears throat> Setokai. I can't say that second one, but I'm not, so I'm not going to attempt it, so I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Konnichiwa on Bifo Gurin, I'm going to mess that one up too. And then Yako. <laughs> Hi, Yako, probably is how it's said. But she's only in those, uh, TV series starting from 2008. Um, her most Star Wars Visions is her most recent project. Other than that, God Eater was done in 2016. So, um, not necessarily on the map, but very specific projects, which I think is cool. I don't know anything else about, uh, the dub for Curti. <laughs> um, also, I'm still on the page for Hiroyuki Yoshino. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was Wilbur Robinson in the Meet the Robinsons dub. Amazing. And also Amazing. from also from Into the Spider or Into the Spider Verse, he was Spider Ham. And uh, I haven't watched Tro- Trolls World Tour, but he was the How voice of you. Prince D. So I'm just like, uh, Prince D. Now you gotta watch it. <laughs> and uh, and he was Pizza Steve and Uncle Grandpa. So. <laughs> I watched one episode and it was the most like crazy unintelligible thing but it it was like sometimes funny it got a laugh out of me once but that was about it all the rest was very confusing that's totally fair 
Pizza Steve is just a pizza with sunglasses. <laughs> and he's just like a cool guy. Lon, is that how you say his name? Um, Lon. Lon. He is voiced Lan. by, or they, they are voiced by Henri Katsu. Um, Henri's been in a lot, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try and summarize. Uh, Tokyo Majin from 2007. Uh, Les Rob anime, which is interesting. Uh, There's a Les Miserables anime? Yeah. Um, wow. He was in, where did it go? Guilty Crown. Boss Baby. Naruto Shippuden. <laughs> Angry Birds movie. <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist. Angry Birds movie 2. Rio 2. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. He's oh also my in My God. Hero. I don't know who he voices in My Hero, so let's go find that out. Um... And quite a lot of other things, but specifically those. I well, well, who is he in My Hero? I don't know. I gotta scroll. It might take me a second. Sorry. Imagine it's like Bakugo or something. Oh my god, imagine. If I did That'd be crazy know... just like... <laughs> I don't know their names Let me... off the bat all the time, but if I didn't know that, I would be very upset. Uh, he must be a side character because I don't see him on this first little set of people. I'm just gonna Google for safety. Bakugo Japanese voice actor. No, that's Nobuhiku Okamoto. Yeah, he's incredible. Incredible. Oh my goodness, he's very attractive. Yeah. Oh, it says Ryan oh, Reynolds he's... voiced somebody in My Hero. <laughs> what? Uh Deadpool, <laughs> the best hero. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Reiko Yanagi. Hmm. All right. Well. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, it's all right. Really hey. Um, do you have anything more on Henri Katsu? No, I do not. Guy is next. Uh, Guy is voiced by Insub Kosuke. Or G. I think they said G, G, but that might just be short for Geezer or Jeezer. I don't know. They yeah. don't say the full thing. I was about to say, without saying it, I'm like, what's the what's the pronunciation? Kosuke Goto. Um... Voice actor known for Wolfgang and Milwaukee. Don't know what those are, but that's awesome. Um, and awesome. voiced by Bobby Moynihan of SNL fame. Yeah. He is hilarious. So funny. Um, that's, I He's voiced that also a couple other characters in... Uh, he also voiced a couple other characters in um, Star, Wars. Star Wars, I'm pretty him, sure. Him I think Love it, I feel like, are a little, little... Like, they pull them when they feel like I it. think Bobby Moynihan played the Sullustin spaceport guy from the last bad batch episode that we reviewed the one with fennec remember the okay. the sleazy kind of celestin mm-hmm. i think he was voiced by bobby moynihan interesting yeah i would never know i i'm very bad about well i wouldn't say i'm very bad about it but i'm not super great at voice actors there are a few that i know but that's really it um kosuke goto i'm looking him up on imdb real quick a, that's what i'm usually on for these um he Voiced a character in Inside Out called Forgetter Bobby, which is very funny. Um, he's also voiced in Resident Evil Revelations 2, Garo, the, Garo, the animation, uh, My Love Story, Naruto Shippuden, Garo Divine Flame, Skylanders Academy, Boruto, uh, and then a Boruto OVA, and ooh, Beyblade, and The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, and he's also a detective, he's detective oh. number two specifically in Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> So that's all I got on Kosuke. Wow. Um, yeah, he was actually a decent amount in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So in Star Wars Resistance, he was Orca, who is a recurring character on board the, um, what's it called? 
the um the Colossus. Mm-hmm. Um he was in the episode Gone with a Trace. He was Pintu Sun L, who was the um he was the guy that like he was buying something from uh Trace. Remember oh, okay, them? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, I do remember them. The uh the sisters there was the guy that ahsoka beat his goons up yes mm-hmm. then he was the voice of one of my favorite characters cecil slack from star wars tales of the galaxy's edge if That's you saw funny. the uh thanksgiving parade he was the big float of the six-eyed guy i haven't seen the parade but that's funny no they had a vr parade thing if you brought like your oculus you were able to see him or oh. something like that <gasps> no that's uh, crazy well, yeah, one of my friends was one of the first sort of stormtroopers walking below him. He was also Louis Duck in the new DuckTales. And he was he was the traitor in the Bad Batch. He was the one that bought Echo. Oh, sick. <laughs> <laughs> great, 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 great. Awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he plays one character that I cannot say the name of, but I'm going to text it to you real quick. <laughs> okay (laughs) all right so getting back getting back to beeswax (laughs) no what (laughs) oh you just looked at it yeah oh my god yeah i'm glad you didn't say that good lord Um, yeah thank goodness i did not say that because we would have to cut the whole episode um uh good lord oh wait who is who are they in this sorry i'm distracted uh no you're all right the next episode not even this one my bad it's my bad uh, oh my god i'm horrible okay anyways uh the next part of tattooing rhapsody is they so they meet and then boba comes in right fine cool i was very shocked i was like wow i didn't expect to see that and then um after they crash land and boba takes G or G. They perform on the what I assume could be the execution stage and give like an offer of we're gonna be the biggest band, like be our sponsor. I just Jabba is one of those characters where I feel like he can really just be pulled in by anything. <laughs> and he knows what uh-huh. he's doing, but he's like, even if this doesn't work out, I'll just kill them anyways. So Exactly. So he's like, you know what? I might as well. I've yeah. never had my own band. Yeah, he like doesn't have hesitations really about anything. Um, and then we get like all of these cute little cameos from the cantina and everything, which is nice. Uh, and then it's just kind of unique to see a Star Wars episode just having fun. No, like this. This is my favorite. It this is, is my favorite episode. Okay. It is. This is my favorite episode out of all of Visions because it's just happy. And it's good. And the animation's really, really cute. cute. And it just makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. While a lot of people say that this is their least favorite because yeah. it doesn't have a lot of action. But I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I said you're wrong. Uh, yeah, no, I... It's I didn't say they're wrong. I'm just saying I'm right in my own life. <laughs> you're right in your own life. Be <laughs> right somewhere else. <laughs> Be right out of my space. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Be I right don't... through the door. <laughs> it's my least favorite right now um that could change <gasps> no i'm kidding uh, brody just cuts off the podcast sorry it's hard yeah i i'm just 
He just leaves. I broke my mic. Oh my god! <laughs> the way you pull So I guess it. I'm just gonna have to hold it. I just am gonna have to hold it. I'm gonna mute myself while I fix my mic. Okay, you uh, start start carrying the podcast. I will. I will. I'm moving on to episode three. Um, episode three is called The Twins. It was produced by uh, Animation Studios Trigger uh, or Trigger Incorporated. They were founded in 2011. Uh, I got I got some I got some while I'm holding the microphone okay. like some kind of interview guy. Okay. Um, they've done a lot of really good stuff, yeah, such as do. Kill a Kill, mm-hmm. uh, Little Witch Academia, mm-hmm. Darling in the Fran XX, which is like it's I Frank's. think that's like some kind of what? It's Frank's. Oh, it's Frank's. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Okay, I didn't know because the XX yeah. and uh, the new Netflix. Um, the Netflix exclusive anime BNA brand new animal, which I intend to watch because the animation looks really good and the characters look really cute. I hadn't even heard of that, but the cover does look really awesome. I've only out of all of those, I've only seen darling in the Franks. Um, but yeah, Franks is, uh, the name of the robots. I think, I think, I think, <laughs> I think that they're in, um, which is cool. I think that you would like that one. It's a little weird, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. I, I intend at some point watching Evangelion, which they look very similar. Mm-hmm. I do want the to like well. the the mech, the mech looks just like one of them from uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, I want to watch that too. Um, this episode, I would say, is very close to being my number one. I think the only reason that the Ronin episode beats this one out um, is because of the story itself like the the air of mystery itself this story did feel very like they all felt very star wars in their own right but um this one felt like it literally was star wars put into an anime like they just added some new characters to the star wars universe and then gave them really cool stuff and then the fight scenes were like so perfectly animated to what I'm used to, at least. Like, at least my because my first journey of anime was My Hero Academia, and it felt very reminiscent of fight scenes like that. It Did takes it. place after the Empire's defeat, and a remnant of the Imperial military has uh, conjoined two Star Destroyers to house a massive super laser capable of destroying planets. And by using Sith alchemy... Classic the remnants were able to create two force-sensitive biological twins named Kare and Am. Um, they trained. They were trained on the dark side of the force, and they became leaders of this remnant and planned to use their super weapon to destroy the New Republic. However, Kare goes rogue on the day the weapon is supposed to be fired due to having a vision of the future involving his sister's death. So he also steals the large ki- kyber crystal that powers the super weapon. And then eventually both uh, of the twins confront outside in outer space outside of the Star Destroyer. And um, during the battle, the crystal is split and uh, Am uses it to power a metal exoskeleton, which has her grow four robot lightsaber arms. Mm -hmm. And um, with Kare, he has a little collection of starships all from different points of the... um, Ooh, I taste metal. Whew. I don't know why. I just do you ever get that feeling where you just taste metal like up in your nostrils? Yeah. Like what what is that? Am I having like an aneurysm or something, or is that just like cause I used to have it all the time when I was a kid. I don't know. Are you gonna get a nosebleed? 
No, because I never had a nosebleed when like that happened. It was just like a weird little like it smells like I just sucked in TV static through my nose. Like that's all it feels like. No. It's like Yep, that's TV static. Like that's just what it feels like. It's <laughs> no. very strange. It sounds horrible. I'm so sorry. I talked I talked to my sister about no, it doesn't like feel bad. It's just oh. a weird metal smell. Ooh. Um and then using an X-Wing in his collection, Kari destroys uh one of the Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. And he crash lands on They're Tatooine. Uh, yeah, classic. Awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, the Twins has a 6.2 star rating on IMDb. That's what I forgot to say. I'm going to Google this to make sure I'm not going to like die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, the... So really the only two, the two main characters that we have from this episode, uh, Kare and Om. Kare is voiced by Junya Inoki uh, and also Neil Patrick Harris in the dub, which I think is very funny um, because I just never would have pictured that or thought of that at all. Uh, Junya, though, is uh, in a lot, uh, a lot of modern anime as well. So voices Suzuki in Haikyuu, uh, voices... Yuji in Jujutsu Kaisen. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. And wow, alright. The Demon Slayer one that he voices. Uh, and I can't find it. Of course not. I hope it's like oh, Anosuke. That would be uh, great. Rengoku's little brother. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. baby boy. Yeah. Uh, and he's also in like Cells at Work. He's in Kono Ototomare. Um... I really want to watch Cells at Work. Me too. He's in Beastars, Scarlet Nexus, <clears throat> So I'm a Spider, So What, Millionaire Detective. So I'm a Spider, So What? Yeah, it's an anime. He's also in Run with the Wind, which we love a sports anime. He um, played a young Rainer in Attack on Titan. Oh, nice. And then he's also in JoJo's Bazaar. He's in Spider-Man Far From Home, apparently. Oh, let's see who he dubbed. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, he's the voice actor for Tom Holland. Oh, wow. He's wow. Spider-Man I guess in Civil War, Homecoming, Infinity War, Endgame, uh, Far From Home, and No Way Home. That's awesome. I love that for him. Uh, so, Junior is just out here doing the dang thing. And also Neil Patrick Harris. And if you don't know anything about Neil Patrick Harris, I'm sorry, just in advance. You should. Oh, he was all Spider-Man What If. Oh, nice. I haven't watched any of those yet. Oh, they're really good. Yeah, I should. I keep getting told that oh. if I watch What If, everything will start to make sense. <laughs> I'm like, okay. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> it won't? About all Literally, like, it's just <clears throat> hypothetical scenarios, and they don't really clear up the canon. It gives you an idea of what the multiverse is, but you just need to watch, Maybe like, the last two episodes for that. That's fair. Okay, okay. I get it. Um, that's funny. And then Am um, is voiced by Ryoko Shiraishi. Shirashi? I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, probably. It's fine. Please don't hate me, anybody. Uh, she's in too bad. Oh, sorry, Brody. <laughs> uh, she's in quite a bit. Um, Anti Magic Academy, Happy Go Lucky Days, uh, Amag- Amagi Brilliant Park. Triage X. Um, trying to find more. Sorry. Sky Girls. Home. Lupin the Third, Part Four. Who? Uh, Lupin the Third or Lupin? 
Never heard of it. Uh, oh, Pokemon Master Journeys the series. One Piece. One Piece. I don't have that on mine. Bao Hong. Dirty liar. Or Huang. Uh, and then Death let's parade. see. He's a Dragon Ball Super as Sankaku at Shansa. Shansa. I don't know. But he's in a lot. Or she's oh, yeah. a lot. I was gonna say. Yeah. Yoku Shiraishi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in a lot. Um, and then also voiced by Alison oh, Poke- Dub, who also does a lot. <laughs> oh, wait. Who's who? Oh, wow. It's funny looking at these Pokemon movies because in English, it's just Pokemon Destiny Deoxys. But in J- Japanese, it's Pocket Monsters Advanced Generation the Movie. Deoxys, the visitor from, uh, from a fissure in the sky. And then Pokemon Wishmaker is... Pocket Monsters Advanced Generation, the movie, The Wishing Star of Seven Nights, Jirachi. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's, it's very fun. It's fun. And you voice some time patrollers in Dragon Ball Xenoverse. I haven't watched any Dragon Ball Z ever in my life. I okay. used to watch it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I might eventually. Oh, he was Chip in Sonic Unleashed. Uh, Tekken, oh, awesome. he plays uh, Asuka Kazama. Okay. Uh, what else? Oh, she, uh, wow. She's just the voice of Miley Cyrus for all, like, Hannah Montana things. I saw that she did the last song. That's funny. I didn't see anything else. Yeah, ha- uh, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana the movie, Sweet Life on Deck, and Wizards of Waverly Place with Hannah Montana. God. She did a lot. Yeah, that's insane. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. I did see that one, too. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, as Ruby Roundhouse, played by Karen oh, Gillan. Oh my god. I was like, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Look at all these amazing uh, titles yeah, that she's performed. Congratulations. <gasps> oh yeah. And she was a uh, Penny in Bolt, one of my oh. favorite Disney movies. <gasps> oh, she was the voice for Jimmy Neutron in Japan. That's insane. How she's hilarious. Awesome. That's That's insane. Yeah, she's doing the most, really yeah she's really carrying all of the voice acting industry on her back <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> i'm sure there are others that would take offense to that but no i i agree <laughs> oh and Sh- shannon shannon likes um one piece right she loves one piece it's her fave uh she also voices uh akibi i don't know who that is me neither <laughs> let her let her know because she'd be like oh my god probably unless she's like i don't know who that is no she probably she probably knows i we do this game in uh i'm diverting from the path i will take a short time i promise we do this game on the podcast called like guess who dubbed that because she watches everything in sub for the most part <laughs> and uh, i'll play the dub voices for her and i can recognize the characters with their dub some of the time but the way that she can literally pull a voice actor out of the air just by listening to like a quick clip of them it's incredible for the sub voice that's actor. insane i'm like i it doesn't make sense but she does great um so she probably already knows that um this episode i really like i really like this one like i said out of these three that i've watched so far this is my second favorite potentially my first depending on what the others are like I really liked the animation immediately, uh, and story-wise, I liked this one almost as much as I liked Ronin, uh, because this felt, but this felt very uh, reminiscent of Resistance in 
not only the way that like two young protagonists, you know, um, or a young protagonist with their antagonist that will probably end up being a protagonist if they kept the story going. (coughs) Excuse me. But I liked that they established that relatively quickly and you could kind of tell what the dynamic would be right from the get-go and that this was going to be more of like an action-packed one even in such a short time. Um, And I also, whenever I saw her character design, Master Om's character design, I immediately thought of AP5 mixed with like Darth Vader's mask. That's exactly what I thought of when I saw her mask. Yeah. Combine those designs. I love AP5. Yeah, me too. What do you think of when he starts singing? (laughs) Singing and floating away. What do you think of them being created Mm -hmm. by the dark side? What's your thoughts on that? Not nothing that we probably like haven't seen before in Star Wars. You know, they were just genetically made. It's just genetics. I was like, all right, so we're just getting more information on kind of how that works, you know? Um, yeah, this this se- about- this episode in particular is that de- I'd say it's one of my lesser favorites only because it it does go very over the top. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's just like like it went too quickly. I feel like I didn't have much time to like savor it. Cause it was like, even like the lightsaber that was the size of like Texas and uh, like, it was cool. And also they're breathing in space and that for some reason that just made me go like, "Mm," like, I don't know. I'm I'm a little picky about that, but that doesn't stop it from being a really good episode. Like Mm -hmm. all of them are fantastic. All of them are amazing episodes. Even if we just got the one, I'd be like, this is the coolest thing of all time. But there are some that I prefer more than others. Right. That's fair. I would say, um, I wonder, too, if they just were like, oh, you know, like, we've had it where people can't breathe in space. And then we've had it where people can breathe in space. So who cares? Just do whatever you want. Or if they even had that discussion and they were like, oh, this is how we animated it. And then nobody ever said anything else. Um, Because it's one of those, like, science things. It's like, does it really matter? Like, the science of Star Wars is that Star Wars is already fake. But... Like you said, like everybody kind of has their preference to it. So I wonder if that was even a part of the discussion or if they just animated it and left it alone. No, like it was obviously that the the animators and the creators, they just had fun. Mm-hmm. And that's what this whole Star Wars Visions project is all about. Just mm-hmm. have fun. You have the Star Wars IP. Go off. Yeah, do what you want. I would also say from this episode, the music of the second one didn't quite stand out to me simply because like they were the music you know like they probably did have music in the background that i didn't catch up on um because i was focused on the band and like the story of that but for this one specifically the music introduction was great um mm-hmm. the silence and the establishment of master Om as a character and like what f- try to figure out what was going on paired with the music that they did um was amazing and incredible it wasn't as good as the first one, uh, but it was still worth noting, at least for me, because I feel like sometimes music takes a backseat for me. Um, but I really enjoyed it. We yeah. talked about the hypercanon. We, we, we've we talked about a lot, a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, I was, I'm trying to make sure that... And I a lot of anime. And 50% of it also is just whatever we were just bringing to the table. That's fair. <laughs> I want to talk about all of these callbacks that they did, though. Freezing the stun guns um like kylo yeah the, the laser 
Uh, I feel like it's now like a classic move or it will be. And the galaxy far, far away comment, as well as the, so you've got a bad feeling about this comment. Very funny, kind of cheesy, very fun, but very fun. Uh, and then the face off, obviously holding the core, the Kyber crystal core in the air and it breaking apart. I was like, Oh, we've seen this before. I know exactly what happens. And I was right. It did happen. It broke and one took one power and one took the other. Uh, and then the hyperdrive lightsaber slicing through the Star Destroyer scene. We love a Ryan Johnson. Yeah, hold very holdo. <laughs> the holdo maneuver. Yeah, and then obviously the twin sons at the end. So I think that at the very least, this one is very cute in uh, like a. You could tell that the animators liked Star Wars and they liked nostalgia. So they were like, let's yeah. just give the people. But they also, like, they really liked the new stuff because the Stormtroopers in it looked vaguely First Order-y, like a blend between First Order and regular Imperial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So it makes you think, like, are they supposed to be First Order Stormtroopers? Right, yeah. We don't know what era this is necessarily in at this point. This is after the Empire's defeat. So it, they very well could be First Order because yeah. they want to destroy the New Republic, which was made, you know, during the time of the First Order. Yeah, and he was very much like New Republic or Republic or Empire. It doesn't really matter, like uh, Kari was saying. Mm-hmm. It's hard to resist the urge to keep watching these um, because I like I finished episode three and I was like, oh, that one looks cute. Like, I want to keep going. Um, and I was like, no, because I'll get the, the village bride is really good. Yeah, it seems like it will be. All of them seem like they will be. So I'm excited. All of them are really good. Just watch them all. Yeah, that's the plan. I just don't want to forget my information. So I got to watch them like right before we record. So I'm just going to wait. But I think at that I think this is a good time to uh, call it off. Yeah, episode is over. Um, oh wait, hold on. He said, "Oh, oh as I'm a, no, sorry." As I'm going down, I'm looking at the ninth Jedi's cast. Simu Liu plays um, a character. Oh, I love him. Um, yeah. yeah, good old Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to get that dragon tattooed on me. Just a side note before we end the podcast. Yeah, you decided that you want the Shang-Chi dragon yeah, I on you. I have the Lego set. Oh my I god. I have the Lego version of the dragon. It's it's kind of goofy looking, but it's oh cool. God. I bet it's so sick. Um Yeah, I'm getting that in a different another dragon, possibly, potentially, maybe. Okay. Uh Brody, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the interwebs? Uh, they could find me on Twitter at Broadster underscore gaming. That's B-R-O-D-S-T-E-R underscore underscore gaming. And um, on my Instagram at TK50015 or TK underscore 50015. I can't remember. I don't use it. But you could follow me there. <laughs> um, how, how about you, Cheyenne? You Give us the deets. Find me personally at CJerica on Instagram or tiktok and cjerica95 on twitter twitter is not going to be the best place to reach me um you can also follow my anime podcast if you like this one and you want to talk other anime at nakamino anime underscore podcast on instagram or just nakamino anime podcast on tiktok which i'm getting hopefully more active there don't forget to follow the main channel here at Castle Run Weekly on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter, you're probably going to get a hold of Grace if you have any questions or concerns. Instagram is the best way to reach any of us, so if you want to chat with any of us, feel free to reach out there. Thank you guys so much for listening, and may the Force be with you. 
always.